Adventures of Business, hosted by Taz Smith. To have the faith and the passion to leap. Literally like six months after dating, we opened up a martial arts school. Adapt, change, and positivity all the time. Okay, for this episode, we're sitting down with Ameriki Locksmith, Paul and Bianca, so they can share their story, how they're in business, how they got in business, tips they've got for you. They're great. They're absolutely amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to meet them. So take it away, Paul. So if you guys would like to introduce yourself, that would be great. Yes, I am uh, Paul from Ameriki Locksmith. I am the owner, um, and we are a mobile uh, locksmith. We do residential, automotive, and uh, commercial. And my name is Bianca. I'm the real owner, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul's wife, um, and I'm the person that picks up the phone when you call me, and I dispatch it out to all of our locksmiths. Very cool. Very cool. So um, tell me how long you guys have been in the area. Where are you located? Let's talk about Ameriki. How long you've been here? How long you've been in business? Sure. Um, well, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I come down in 2005. Um, we started, though, this company um, several years back, um, and um, we're now located in, well, we live in Hudson, but our office is now here in Starkey, and um, we actually just opened up that a couple months ago. We've been purely mobile for a while. Um, we have uh, three uh, mobile vans, and um, yeah. That's perfect. So talk to me a little bit about how you guys got started, why you decided to create a mobile locksmith company. Share some of those details with me. So uh, my wife and I, we actually owned a martial arts studio um, for about, uh, what, eight to 10 years. And um, we had a smoothie shop and um, I had a... um, Get fit with Pitt. I worked with Michael Pittman in a fitness boot camp. So we was all, I was already an entrepreneur, if you want to call it that. But um, things just weren't working so much anymore. I just found that uh, you know it just just things were they just weren't moving forward business wise. And um, I took the opportunity. Somebody said about being a locksmith. Had no idea what a locksmith was, had never used a locksmith, didn't know what they did or who they were, and um, I give it a shot, and I I worked for another company, and it took me a while uh, because I was the fitness guru, you know, the martial arts guy, the sensei, the... I had to kind of grow into my shoes, um, if you want to call it that, and uh, I was like, you know what, this is really cool. I did it, uh, you know... uh, for about a year with another company. And I told my wife, I was actually in Christmas. I said, you know what, I'm starting my own business. And uh, she thought I was crazy to go on my own during that time. And uh, I said, I'm going to do it. She said, okay, well, here we go again. So <laughs> so how was that, getting that news, you know? Well, I mean, it wasn't a big shock because Paul likes to just um, do things. He's a leader. So he likes to, you know, venture out on his own, doesn't like to work for anybody. So I mean, I, I knew this was coming. He wasn't going to work for somebody for too long. He, he doesn't like working for other people. So, and like he said, we, you know, we started our first company when I was like 19. So, cause we've been together for like 13 years. So yeah, I mean, it was scary at first because, you know, he just kind of quit his job during Christmas time and said, I'm going to open up my own locksmith business. So that was kind of scary, but a couple years later and we're doing really good and, you know, even though this pandemic was going on, we still fought through it and we're doing really good. Yeah, that's awesome. So you were doing a little bit of locksmith before you jumped into doing your own business? or Yes. So yeah. what made you decide to do it yourself? Well, um, like she said, I, I've always had my own businesses and there's a 
couple things that I felt that should have been tweaked in the company that, you know, with just customer service and just the little things that I wanted to add, you know, um, and you obviously can't do that when you work with somebody, you can give suggestions and add and not to say I'm any better, but I, I thought I could be better. And, um, you know, that that's really why I went on my own. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make these couple tweaks that I think that can rise us above every other locksmith. And, um, I think we've done pretty well in, in doing so, you know, and, um, so we've, yeah, I mean, we're rapidly expanding and it's been a blessing. So very cool. This is a question that I've been wanting to add. And I keep forgetting to ask people, which is what is it that sets you guys apart from other locksmiths, right? I don't, I don't really know the landscape for locksmiths in the area. I'm sure there's a decent amount. I know there's probably a good, like, I, I, I won't call them like freelance locksmiths, but like people have a friend that might be a locksmith that knows how to do uh, basic stuff, but what sets Ameriki apart? Well, I think uh, ultimately it's our professionalism. Um, you know, it starts with the answering of the phone, and that was the one thing I seen with the with other companies. Is you know, my wife answers the phone. I'm not tooting her horn, but you know, she's got a great <laughs> voice. She works extremely well with people. She's very patient. Um, so starting off with that sets the tone of the whole call. Um, you know, and then it gets to us as locksmiths. You know, we have our uniforms. We have a um, a wrapped van. We take our shoes off before entering a house. We have level two background checks. You know, we have the commercial liability, the general liability. We have pretty much everything that you can possibly think of. And then technology wise, we have the electronic picks. Um, we have uh, the latest uh, vehicle programmers. Um, we're NASTIF uh, certified, which means I can run VIN codes and actually pull a key code from it. Um, you know, so when I did start out on my own, I wanted to make sure that I literally would have every aspect of, to me, running as perfect of a company as I could and just give the customer an, an awesome experience. So That's awesome. And it, I mean, it does really start at the first touch point, Absolutely. which would be the phone call. Brownie points for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But we also, um, I speak Spanish, so okay. I think as far as I know, we're the only locksmith in Pasco that actually does speak Spanish. And we have a, a tech that speaks Spanish too. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, Spanish people in the community. So, you know, I'm here for them and we have another tech that's here for them. So that's another thing that really sets us apart from the other locksmiths in the community. That's actually very helpful. I know there is a lot of Spanish speakers in the area. That's awesome. So when did you cut? When did you end up coming on board? Was it both? You started the business. You both grabbed it and ran with it. Um, did you kind of just spearhead it for a while and then you finally yeah, came I think on board? It was that um, because you know, like every business at first starts, you know, a little slow. So he was able to pick up the phone calls and do all that at the beginning. But then you know, we really started picking up fairly quickly. You know, after we opened up, so. I, you know, I started picking up all the phone calls and then it just, it went from there. We had to hire more people. And so, yeah, I guess originally it was him first and then he convinced me to, <laughs> to pick up phone calls. And now, now I do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to ask here another question that I have for you. You've been in business a few years now and the first year is probably arguably one of the hardest and every year probably doesn't really get that much easier. It just gets more complicated, more things to do. But what challenges and things have you guys had to face? You know, maybe it was starting, there was a big startup cost or, you know, there's a lot of different things for different businesses. COVID hit, shut a bunch of people down. That's a huge challenge. 
but what are some things that maybe affected you guys? They don't have to be necessarily big. Maybe it was, you know, I didn't know how to do accounting <laughs> when I first started, especially with, you know, locksmith stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, uh, the, the good thing of everything with this is we had prior experience of all the wrongs. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so I knew coming into this company to reverse all the wrongs that I had done and create personal relationships, probably one of the biggest things that, you know, took took flight for this company. Um, but starting off, I mean, you know, it, it's like anybody else. We didn't have a financial backer. You know, we had a very, very limited credit card, a little bit of money in the bank, meaning 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, no uniform, nothing. And I knew that, uh, you know, it, and we were the first generation locksmith. You know, most of these guys have second, third, fourth generations. They've been taught by somebody. I worked for somebody else, and I, you know, I'm just blessed because I can pick up stuff pretty quickly. If I see it once, I'm, I'm usually good. So we had a, uh, we, we had a lot against us, I would say, you know. Um, you know, again, you know, being first generation and, and nothing else to back us. So um, we knew we had to attack the community right way, you know, right away and, and hopefully build, a, you know, amazing relationships and referrals. And um, we also knew from past experience, we'd stayed behind a computer more of, you know, uh, doing the Google in and all that and realized that that's great. Believe me, it's a big part of the company, but it's this, the one-to-one, the personal relationships that I feel that you can't beat that. You know, you can't beat that physical, you know, that one-to-one relationship with that you have somebody and the loyalty that you create. So, um, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. We definitely learned a lot from the past businesses we had. So I think that was a little bit of an, of an advantage for us, even though we didn't have anybody to back us financially. Um, but, you know, we definitely learned a lot from our past businesses. So that was able to help us for for this company. Very cool. So how you said you're you you kind of jumped into the community, right? So explain how you kind of did that. Was it when it was it slow when you first opened up? How were you able to generate the first kick of business that kept you going? Because that's a big thing for a lot of businesses. You open the doors and no one's coming through them. Yeah, it, you know it's funny. Um, right after I initially said I'm starting my own company her and I kind of went to the beach and I knew that wasn't even the right thing to do, but it was a funny story because we were at the beach and just kind of talking. And and again, I was kind of in shell shock that I made the commitment that I'm doing this myself. And, um, you know, we got a phone call and that kind of really started everything. I got a phone call from somebody I actually done work for in the past or the other company. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I hate to say it. And, uh, you know, she said, Hey, you know, I I need your help. I really, you know, uh, appreciated what you did for us. So, I'm like, well, uh, gray area, but, you know, I'm going to do it. So that that got me going. That was my first job. And then I'm like, you know, Paul, you know what you need to do this time around. You spend 20 bucks on some business cards and you're relentless. You just go hit every small business in the area nonstop and just shake hands, say hello. and, And surprisingly, the first day we got two or three jobs. It was actually right at the sponge docks is where I started at because she wife wanted to do some shopping. And I said, all right, I no uniform, no nothing. I got a business card and I'm just going to put myself out there. And right away we got three jobs that day. And then I'm like, all right, this works. Business cards it is since we don't have 
big finances and everything else behind us. And that's literally how it started. I mean, I've now went through thousands of business cards and I still do it to this day. Um, we got a guy that actually does it on a weekly basis and gives out at least 50 per day to, or per week to each business. And we won't stop that. And I won't stop that ever. I mean, there's just, it it works, you know? Yeah. Getting out and absolutely making Mm -hmm. face, you know, and, and, you know, just, just showing people we're real people too. You know, sometimes I think it's it's hard to see the realness of somebody behind a computer. Yeah, know? yeah, I, I I definitely feel you. I think um, when I when I started doing a lot of different things, sitting in your office hiding behind your computer is definitely easy, and you wonder why it's not working. And you just got to get out and talk to people. Um, and you're right, what you said about Google. You know, it's great, and that's a big part of business, but. They, they haven't figured out how to monetize relationships yet. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it helps to pop up first, right? When you someone says, I need a locksmith, be the first person to pop up. But it helps even better if you're friendly when they call and can do your job correctly. So um, that's cool. I like the, the business card idea. Uh, with that, what are some things that you guys have implemented into your business? These can be processes. That could, I mean, you know, sending somebody out to pass out business card, that's a good example of that, but is there anything specifically that you say, you know, we do this and it definitely made a big impact on our business? Uh, I mean, so our little hidden process, uh, I don't even want to tell everybody our, <laughs> <laughs> our Share tricks, the knowledge. tricks to the trade. Yeah, we'll I, censor I out every other uh, yeah. word so they don't get the gist. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it honestly, the, the, the process was, uh, you know, with the business cards. So we handed them out to the businesses. Then we follow up with a thank you card. Um, the thank you card comes usually comes out within a week or two thanking them for the opportunity to speak with us. And um, just in that alone, um, you know, that business card um, has a picture of my wife and my son, and myself, you know, because I wanted to show them who I am as a person. And, and you know, it's not key. Yes, it is. But we're a family-owned business, and you would actually see our face right away. So now you got my dad giving out the business card. You got her brother sending out the thank you card for talking to my father. And then, you know, you get a face of all of us on the card. So I wanted to try to create that personal relationship um, right off the start, even though they didn't even know us, you know. So and that, that's been amazing all in itself. Um, the other things is joining all the different networking groups. You know, the hub's been a blessing. Um, I'm in a BNI. I'm an ambassador of the Pasco Chamber. Um, you know, we're in multiple other networking groups. And again, it was just creating personal relationships and networking groups have been just amazing too, you know. Um, and lastly, I mean, we do a little bit of marketing. Um, we just got our first commercial going to be coming out. We got a radio now, you know, um, little clip and so that's that was my third part to my process. Very exciting, that I yeah. To add, you know, so, um, but yeah. No, that's awesome. So, we can kind of dive into the business card thing a little bit. What do you guys do specifically with businesses? I I don't know much about locksmiths. So, what is the benefit of contacting other businesses? Is it looking for potential referrals? Is it um, what relationship are you trying to 
get there because primarily the people listening to this podcast are going to be local business owners. Uh, I mean, local business owners live in the community you live in. I mean, so that to me, right off the start only made sense. Um, You know, we could physically go give a car to a small business, but what we would do is, or what we're doing is we're trying to secure what they've created, which is their small business by, you know, rekeying locks. Maybe if some past employees have left, um, you know, secure locks, maybe that are 20 some years old and just need replaced. Um, and there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of loopholes I say in small businesses that I see all the time. You know, they hire a handyman that can install a lock, but a handyman doesn't see all the different ways that somebody could potentially get through that door. You know, you can install a lock, but it's, it's never the right way. Way, you know, um, and um, you know that's something as a locksmith that we're trained to see is what's the bad guy gonna? What sure. openings can he see or she see to to get in? So, um, yeah, it gives us the opportunity to secure the small business, and then you know, word of mouth. Then you know, because I think if they feel that um, they're comfortable with us securing their baby, their small sure. business. They're going to tell other people, you know, uh, about securing their small business and their homes. You know, let let's face it, we we should be the most trusted service people. <laughs> We're yeah. going out there holding people's keys to their businesses, to their homes, to their vehicles. Um, you know, which is why we did do the level two background check. But well, that I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't really think that much of that, but businesses do have their equipment and the you know the things that. You want to keep safe, and as a business owner, majority of the time you don't live where you work, and so you want to make sure that that baby is safe. You don't want some little lock that locks half of the time, so that makes sense. Um, With that, what are some tools or things, maybe software, stuff like that that you've implemented in your business that's helped tremendously? Well, you know, that was something else that I I seen uh, within the the trade is – you know, it, nothing against the old school Phillips screwdriver and whatnot, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, we we got the you know, um, you know, just even so much as the cordless drills. You know, I see guys still walking in with corded drills throughout somebody's homes. Believe me, I, I've seen it. Um, you know, we don't use the the jimmies to to you know wreck people's cars. We use air wedges and long reach tools, which is more beneficial for the newer age cars instead of trying to jimmy in the interior part of the door and start ripping and tearing on people's, um, you know, wires and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to make sure we had that. Um, we use an electronic pick, um, you know, so instead of hand picking items, believe me, there's, there's talent behind picking locks, I, but, I bet. you know, but we did, uh, we took a little different route and did an electronic lock or uh, pick and, um, usually picks locks a little quicker, which gets the customer in the house, uh, you know, a little quicker too. Um, and we also got a, um, car key programmer that can do oh, the wow. latest fobs. Um, and we also have a key cutter that can cut the, the laser cut keys, which, most wow. a lot of locksmiths don't have that, and we do have the ability to cut uh, laser. And that's all keys. mobile. Yes, and it's all in my van. Wow, so. very cool. So what I'm hearing is be the best locksmith in the area, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, don't just out. You've done a great job of expanding your your capabilities as a locksmith to being able to offer theoretically everything somebody could need. And I'm sure that you're, I'm sure that you probably are still constantly looking at new things to add to your your toolbox. <laughs> yeah, it, cuz it's a never-ending world. 
You mm-hmm. know, new locks come out every single day. And especially in the locksmith world, you know, you're either going to learn electronics, um, cybersecurity, and you're going to either get into that or you're going to be flushed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the old school locksmith is just not going to be around anymore at some point, you know, sure. things are moving in a different direction. So very important to, to learn the new technology and stay up with it and, you know, be able to, to, to serve your customer too. Yeah. You that's know? the, that's the end goal is leave exactly. the customers with a good experience. So Bianca, how about you? Is there anything that, uh, you found, you kind of run the back office calls and stuff like that. Is there any tools or anything that you found helpful doing that, managing customers and things like that? I don't know like about that. tools. I just learned to really, you know, be empathetic with people. Uh, a lot of times when people call, not just locksmith, but like any service, like if you're calling anybody to come help you out, like your AC or anything at your house, the people on the phone are very short and, you know, they're very, it kind of almost seems like you're just another number. So I just make sure to always be extremely, you know, empathetic towards people. And I think about like if I was in their position, how would I want somebody to talk to me? Or if my mom was locked out of her car, how would I want someone to answer the phone to her? You know, so I just make sure that that's, you know, I think that's like my secret tool that I use. When people call me and I want them to feel safe and like know that we're going to do the best that we can and that they're in good hands, you know, so. That's good. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you can call somebody a business or something and it seems like you're a burden on them. Yeah. Yes. And yes, the, I. That's not what you want to have happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like that every time I call somebody, most of the time it seems like that. Like I feel like I'm the burden on them when I'm calling, you know, to get, you know, their services, and then I and then I end up feeling bad. Like, oh, maybe I was mean to them, even though I'm paying for their service. You know. So yeah, I just make sure that when people call me, that I'm always very like you know, making sure, see what their situation is. And if we can't help them, you know, I refer them to someone else who can. I don't just hang up the phone. Because most of the time those people are, you know, feeling stressed. You know, there's something going on that we can't help them with, but I can refer them to somebody who can. So, Which is awesome. Yep. And that goes back to the being connected with the community and mm-hmm. making sure that you have community partners that can, you know, maybe getting a certain type of, Machinery to do a certain job is mm-hmm. very expensive, but you can refer that out to somebody who you know and trust. Um, I do that with my business. I don't do any drone aerial work, mm-hmm. um, but if it's needed, I just I have a friend that I contract to work out to. Right. So, um, but it's always constantly expanding and trying to offer and be the friendliest person you can possibly be. Yeah. Um, I just thought of this question. I thought it would be kind of good. You guys being married, how is that? How does business affect the relationship? Uh, I'm not trying to get into like a therapy session here, <laughs> right? But um, how does that work? Because I, I know that's a that's a common thing, especially in small business owners, that it starts out maybe one and then they both get on board and then it starts, you know, getting heavier. And how does that how does that work with you guys? I feel like it it works okay because we, like I mentioned before, when we first started dating, I was nineteen and literally like six months after dating, we opened up a martial arts school. Wow. So I think our entire relationship, we've had businesses. So it's kind of like second nature nature for us, you know, and we're very honest with each other. Um, sometimes maybe a little bit mean because we're like, <laughs> it has to be done this way or no, you know what, let's do it this way. But um, we're so used to it. It's like second nature. It's it's part of it's part of our identity, really, you know, being business owners. But we enjoy it. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. I mean, she knows how I am. Um, <laughs> I'm very. Bold, get to the point. Yeah, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm just like, get to the point. Let's let's do this and and move forward. And she she 
sometimes maybe wants the, the details of it and then doesn't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. So, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think it's a blessing to have a family owned company and, you know, I, I can rely on my wife, you know, I don't have to worry about her not answering the phone or giving people some type of attitude on the phone. And, you know, it, it's awesome because I know she's going to show up. She's going to answer the phone. And then, you know, I'm the backbone to her. She knows that I'm going to take care of the job, you know. So I think it's actually a, a great relationship, you know, that you can trust one another and loyal to one another. And, you know, again, you don't have to worry about an employee and what they're doing and what they're not doing. And <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, so. That is awesome. So, with that, do you guys like set boundaries? Like once work's done, we're not talking about work. No, we t- we talk about work twenty four seven. It's just um, it's just always on our minds, you know. Um, and we want the business to grow. We're excited about it, and it's and it's growing very rapidly. So we try to get away from it. We'll go on vacation, and the next thing you know, we're like, so. Anyways, I have a really great idea, and then we just start taking notes. So we we'll, we just recently went to Orlando, and we left my son with my mom to get away together. And we're like at poolside taking notes of what we're going to do when we come home. We're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is a good new plan. Let's do it. And then we high five. So <laughs> sometimes we try to set boundaries, but it, it doesn't work. We like to see what the new thing that's going to be happening soon and, and what new strategies we can implement. Sure. Very fun. Yeah, I find that. Uh, so I run my own business as well. My wife, she has a job that she goes to. She does digital marketing and Uh, social media marketing and stuff for a company in Tarpon Springs. But uh, I'm always talking about what I'm doing. And she's interested enough (laughs) to listen. Um, But, like, once they start getting technical into, like, cameras and I want to buy this and I want to buy this, it's – I don't even know what you're saying you want (laughs) to (laughs) buy. That's cute. (laughs) Um, But it it all works out. And, I mean, maybe one day – she'll come on board and we'll be doing that but it's fun it's it's going well for me and um yeah but that's that's cool some people like to set boundaries you know only only talk from this time to this time but i find anytime me and my wife are driving if we have a long drive then i'm like okay you're taking notes while i just dump my brain (laughs) (laughs) so that way i can have my to-do list yeah um it's interesting i find that's something that my grandpa does as well. When he drives, he, he thinks a lot, and he'll call and be like, we need to do this, this, and this. I used to do a lot of work for my grandpa, and so anytime he was driving, he would call me up, and this is what we've got to do, and uh, it must be a genetic thing, I guess. <laughs> I'm just, you're just bored. I'm just bored driving, so yeah, your yeah, brain's yeah. very active. So who are some influential people in you starting your business, maybe helping keep your business going? This could be hiring your first employee, you know, there's different influential people in all of our lives, but who's a few people that you would say are uh, influences or mentors to you guys? I would, I don't know. I, to, I mean, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people, not, not so much with locksmithing, but like sure. back to when we first started business, there is a lot of people that really did help us grow as far as being, you know, business owners. But I would say more recently, you know, in this world, for me personally, the hub, the hub members really helped me a lot because I was, you know, I went from working to being a stay-at-home mom, and now I get out and I network with people, and you know, we we help each other out, and so that that to me has helped me. So the, those people, they know who they are, and that sure, you know, the hub pro people, they they really helped me out. So very cool. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I mean, we have some really successful. 
people mm-hmm. that, you know, now surround us, you know, they always say that you are who you're surrounded with. And I don't think you truly realize it till you take a step back and, and look at who, who you're, you're surrounded with. And it doesn't mean monetarily successful, yes. but, you know, in multiple different aspects of your life and you realize that sometimes you got to kind of pull away from the negative and be surrounded by who you want to be and what type of business you want to be, you know. So, you know, over the past couple of years with the B&I and the Chamber and the Hub and mm-hmm. different things, it's it's great to just see successful people in all aspects of life, you know. Um, and, and a lot of probably um, the other thing, my mentality, you know, drives back to playing football. Okay. You know, with, with my head coach and, you know, just uh, you never give up. And that was the one thing that no matter what, you never give up. You, you be the best at what you can do. You get knocked down, you get back up. You know, these are things that play in my mind when I'm running a business. I even got goosebumps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I truly take a lot of what I learned in football, being a team player and, and you know, and, and just that physical drive and protect your family and protect your business and, um, you know, and, and use that as an influence to how you run your daily business, you know, so. Football coaches can be very motivating <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. stick with you for a while. Um, Never ends. <laughs> yeah, my dad, he was always my soccer coach growing up. Um, but, yeah, coaches are very important, mentors. Yeah. Surround yourself in a good community is just a very important aspect of running a good business. Um, what's something that you guys would do differently now? If you were, if you... If everything was the, the past few years of running America didn't exist, except that you had the knowledge that like everything that you've learned up to this point, is there anything that you'd do differently to start out and get off the ground running better? For me, it would have been networking. Okay. Because when we first started our, our first company, when we were in our, you know, early, early twenties, like we were scared to let other people in because we thought they were going to steal our, our business ideas. So we wouldn't like share our ideas with anybody or network. We kind of just like did our own thing. And I feel like that really did leave a lot of doors closed for us because we were kind of, you know, we kind of just built a wall. Um, So if I could go back in time, that's what I would do. I would, you know, get involved with the community, you know, it's, you know, the greater chamber, uh, Pasco chamber of commerce. And, you know, a lot of these people that we, we really, you know, talk with now and network now, I wish I would have started that sooner, you know, instead of later on in life. Sure. Yeah, that's that's really important. Yeah. I think we've talked about networking and building a community the most today. Yeah. So what about you, Paul? I don't know. I mean, um, I'm not saying I did everything perfect because I did not, but because of... You take pride in what you've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, but it, it's because of the past that I, I, I sat down prior to starting this company and told myself... I'm going to do everything opposite of what I've done in the past, <laughs> knowing, like we yeah. talked about, that, it, you know, it was wrong, a lot of stuff, or, you know, I was a very creative thinker, and, um, you know, like she said, I'm, I'm always with ideas and this and that, and running past businesses, I was afraid to share it with people because they would, you know, get above us. And, and, and if they, what I didn't realize is that was holding me back Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I just need to do my thing and be me and not worry about everyone else around me, you know, all my competition and everything else and just run forward and rhino through them, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) (laughs) deflect them, you know? (laughs) So, um, 
But, you know, I, I think maybe not, uh, you know, to go back to your question, yeah. is, um, I, I think I would have jumped a little, even a little quicker, did what I knew best, get my uniform and get a couple things a little quicker. I, I took a slower, kind of more cautious, like, you know, a little, little nervous uh, because of past experiences, uh, even though I wanted to reverse them. But I would have definitely got a uniform, did did a couple things, jumped in the networks a lot quicker, um, you know, and got myself out there. And I think we would be double the size business we are now, yeah. you know. So, But you guys are growing fast. I mean, I found you guys online. You guys are very active and out there posting. And, I mean, the phone was ringing this morning when I walked in. Yeah. That's always <laughs> a good sign. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I uh, – I, de- I, I definitely think that getting out and connecting is mm-hmm. a very important part. How, how have you seen the, uh, the, the BNIs? Have you had good experiences with BNIs and those different types of groups? It sounds like you've had good experience. I've talked to some people, um, not on the podcast specifically, but they, they feel kind of burned by it. And I think that they just don't use it correctly. And I yeah. think that's what anybody that gets a lot out of it say is they just didn't use it correctly. But I don't know if you have an opinion on that or. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it's you know even in B and I they say it's the giver's gain, um, but that, that's something that I truly realize or I knew that that worked, but you know again this is the first time around that we really have been implementing it. But you know you you help everybody. You know it, you walk into a house and you see a a busted window and you're a locksmith, you don't take on that job and, and fix that busted window. You refer it to a window company locally in the business. And I found that to, to, to be, you know, and that's what B&I and, and, you know, even the hub, and they may not mention it too much, but, um, you know, it's just collaboration. You know, don't be selfish. Don't just take all the jobs for yourself. There's or, enough for everyone. Yes. And, and, and don't see things and not say things, you know, so if you see some broken things or some carpets that need cleaned or whatever it may be, don't be afraid to talk about another business, you know, and, and, you know, give that customer another opportunity to hopefully connect with a great business, you know, instead of just going in, doing your thing, doing your sales pitch and just all about yourself, you know, so. Um, I think but, that shows a lot about your company or any company that does that it shows, look, we know what we're good at and we know our lane and this is it. Mm-hmm. If, you know, we've done this job long enough to say, look, this is a cause for concern. This is a cause for concern. And these people, these are their lanes and they're really good at it and we recommend them to you. Correct. I think that shows a maturity in a business where like, oh yeah, I'm a locksmith, but I, I can also, you know, <laughs> change out that window for you if you like. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roof's leaking, I can... <laughs> the roof's leaking. <laughs> I, I can do that too. <laughs> Uh, but that, I mean, that comes with handymen versus a professional right. business yeah. that mm-hmm. you guys know what you're doing and you know how to do it. Exactly. Well, it's, it's absolutely correct. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, even servicemen, period, they, they all just want to put the money in their pocket and they, they don't want to collaborate or talk about somebody else. And then, like I said, if they know how to do something else, which they shouldn't be touching, they'll still do it anyway, you know, and it's, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. I mean, I'd rather help another company out be successful because at the end the result, they're going to probably refer us to, you know, and it comes back around tenfold, you know, and people don't realize they don't get it, you know, so. It's okay. I mean, I think that if anything, this, the state of the world of 2020 has changed a lot of people's it 
it made us have to take a pause and get outside of ourselves for a second. And there were, there were people that were doing it prior to this, the 2020, but uh, I think a lot more people realized, look, I can't do this alone. We're The only way we're all going to get through this is if we all get through it. Um, and the people that don't get through it are the people that decided, no, I don't want to, I don't want to help other businesses. I want to just focus on myself. And it's, it's sad to see, but if one grows, we all grow. So, um, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to share today. I know we're going to leave a spot for you at the, the end here. Um, if there's anything about America that you wanted to, um, kind of, kind of share, or, uh, you can say your spot and tell people how to get in touch with you. That works. I mean, for me, you know, just I think in closing is, you know, I, I truly want to thank the community. Um, you know, yes, we only have our five people in our office and our vans and whatnot, but uh, what people don't realize is what's behind us. And that's a, a huge community team that consistently is referring us. And I mean, it's, it's just the confidence that we have when we go somewhere that we know that we are backed by now probably thousands of people, you know, talking great about us and, you know, just great relationships, you know, and that's just, um, that's rewarding, you know, and um, I just want to thank them. And, you know, we get a lot of, um, because of our name, we get a lot of military and police officers and veterans and, and, and first responders, you know, because they like the, the Marikey ring, um, you know, and I want to thank them too. I want to thank them for their profession and their service they, that they give to this country and to this county. And, um, you know, and, and again, I feel, you know, so confident having them behind us, you know, um, you know, we're, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're a huge team, you know, and I, I think with, uh, uh, we're a force to be reckoned with. I think, yeah, you there know, you go. I yeah. just want to say that, you know, and, and it's not just me, it's, it's everyone, you know, our, mm-hmm. our team is strong. So, yeah, very, very cool. Well, I appreciate the time, Paul, Bianca, uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Uh, if they're looking to collaborate, if you're looking for locksmiths, how can they reach you? Um, well, they can just give us a phone call, <clears throat> excuse me, phone call, or they can text me or literally anything, email, DM, but our, our direct number is 727-992-4143. Um, so you will 90% of the time get me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I always have my phone on me so you guys can reach me at any time. If you want to text me, some people don't like talking on the phone. They might just want to know a price. I'll text you. Um, but yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'll put... Uh, their info in the show notes below but i really appreciate the time and it was a great conversation yes, yes. thank you so much yes, for having thank us. you for yes absolutely <laughs> thank you this podcast is brought to you by tazsmithphotovideo.com helping you connect with your customers and grow your business through photo and video